The Zoom economy is in full swing, and many reps are struggling to pivot and change their game in order to succeed. We're finding that there's a thin line between elite and mediocrity, and there's one key skill and one key approach that distinguishes the two, and we'll cover it now on Sales as King. everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. This is Dan Sixsmith, and I'm glad to be with you. And um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, hope you enjoy the program. And um, if you do, feel free to share it out with your colleagues, um, friends, competitors, anybody that you think would see value from it. Also, feel free to hit us up for a like or a comment. And also, um, for sure, if you have any questions or you need help with anything, please hit me up at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com. And on the Sales is King podcast, we talk about current events as it relates to sales and selling, what's going on in our world, how we can get better, and how we react to these crazy changes that are going on. And we've been talking a lot lately about what I call the Zoom economy and how selling has changed, and how pivoting now to 100% online Zoom meetings um, has changed how we sell. And in our last episode, or two episodes ago, we covered that in great detail, so check it out. It's called Unstoppable Selling in the Zoom Economy. So today I want to talk a little bit about what I'm calling the thin line between being an elite seller and being mediocre. And what do I mean by that? There is one key trait, and we'll get into it a little bit later, that I think is a huge, has a huge impact on whether you're going to be just mediocre and average in sales, or whether you're going to be elite, whether you're going to be at the top of your team, the top of your industry, right? Um, the top of your earning ability. And that is the ability to move these prospects forward and get them over the line. But how do you do it? Why do some reps get it done and others don't? And that's obviously a pretty complicated answer. There's a lot that goes into it. The selling process is long and winding. Everything from prospecting to pitching to bringing in the right folks on your side, quarterbacking, calling the right plays, bringing in the right people into the game, um, the follow-up, how you deliver value, the buying experience that you deliver, the way you engage with prospects, the approach you take, the amount of subject matter expertise you bring, the thought leadership you bring to the table, um, you know, your social presence, the kind of content you share, um, and on and on and on and on. But if you want to boil it down, 
<clears throat> and here's what I'm seeing today. I'm seeing average folks, average reps, with the ability to engage intelligently, to conduct an effective discovery, to move the process along, to demonstrate the benefits of their solution, to be able to show financial justification, which is something we talk about a lot on this program, and to be able to bring the game to the prospect, to be able to show them the solution, the benefits, get everything in order, but then what happens? I think what happens is the average reps leave it at that. You know, they put, they put the dinner on the plate and then they basically head back into the kitchen or, you know, jump back in their car and drive away and hope that the prospect, you know, eats the dinner. And that's unfortunately not enough. It's not enough. Um, particularly in the Zoom economy, particularly with risk being so um, amplified right now. So it's not enough to just set the table and put the food there. It's not enough to just outline everything, talk about the solution, give them the business case. It's not enough. You must be, and the key words that I'm thinking about for this episode, there's two key words. There's persuasion and convincing. Two things that you have to do. If, if you have brought the prospect this far and you believe that your solution is right for them, it's just not enough to just demonstrate everything to deliver the financial impact and then just leave it there. You have to convince and persuade. You have to convince and persuade. So the next step is you have to tell the prospect. So here's what we've told you so far. Here's the challenge. Here's how we help you solve it. And here's why you need to do this and why you need to do it now. And let's talk about how we get this solution in your hands, where we need to take this now to move this forward. You have to be that proactive. You have to get that plan in effect. You have to start to get the prospect thinking about buying and what that's going to look like. You have to start painting the picture of here's how we're going to engage. Here's how the delivery team is going to engage. Here's that future state we talked about. Here are those benefits. You know, we've got to paint the picture, but we have to be persuasive and we have to convince them. That's our job in sales, that this is the right thing to do. Everybody is second-guessing everything today. So you can't just leave it hanging. You know, there was this, um, I don't know, it was an article. It might have been a video I watched. And I don't have the specific details, but they talked about panhandlers and beggars in New York City. And somehow they were able to track different uh, individuals. And there were those that sat 
on the corner um, with a little kind of hat or a cup or something um, looking for money. And they did the worst of everybody. Then there was um, the individual that had his hand out. And he did better because he had his hand out and he was looking for money. And then there was another individual that did like three or four times better than anybody else. He had his hand out, but then he also had a big note as to what happened to him and why he needed the money. So, and the message is you have to tell people what you want, what you want them to do. Tell them what you want them to do. Don't assume that they know what you want them to do. You have to tell them what you want them to do and what they need to do next. If they're bought in, here's what they need to do next. Here's the steps they need to take and why they need to take them. And here's how it's going to go. You have to cross that line and convince and persuade. It doesn't mean you hard sell them when it's not the right solution. No. If they've been buying in along the way, you now have to convince them to dive into the pool with you. That's it. And that's the biggest difference between elite sellers and mediocre sellers. Mediocre sellers want to just put it there, hope that the buyer figures it out, that they need it, and that they want to move forward, and that they put together uh, a plan to go buy it. No, the elite sellers walk them through, they convince and persuade, they talk through what the next steps are, they understand what the buyer needs to do to get this across the line, and then they meticulously follow this plan and hold the buyer to it. And if there's any reservations, the elite sellers will convince and persuade the buyer to take the necessary actions to move forward. And the most powerful way you can do that is to come back to the pain points and the challenges that they talked about. Okay, because if they have any reservations, you can put the, your hand up and say, wait a minute, I'm confused. You told me that this was your number one priority. And you told me that you were being tasked to do X, Y, Z. And you told me that, yes, you saw the benefits in what we had to provide. And you told me that you agreed that the status quo was costing you $5 million. So what's changing and how do we get there? How do we move you forward? The elite sellers remove the obstacles. They reduce the risk. They deliver conviction and they make the buyer comfortable. Okay? Think about that. Listen to it again. The elite sellers, and I probably won't remember it, <laughs> but the elite sellers, they overcome the obstacles. They deliver conviction and they reduce any sort of um, risk, any sort of uncomfortability. They connect all the dots and they figure out how to get it over the goal line. So the message is, don't waste all the time and effort you're putting in week after week, month after month, walking these prospects through um, your pitch and the sales process. You know what I mean? It's like driving all the way down the field and then just fumbling it all away because you, you, you kind of 
you know, lose concentration or you forget what you need to do next or you call the wrong play. Um, there was a great podcast I heard a couple of weeks ago um, from Andy Frisella. If you don't follow him, he's outstanding. Um, he is the CEO of a company called First Form. That's the number one ST and P-H-O-R-M. And I um, buy a lot of their products, their nutritional uh, supplements, protein powders, um, all top of the line, high quality. And I, I came across uh, Andy um, probably two or three years ago, and I listened to his podcast, which at the time was called the MF CEO. And I'll let you figure out what MF means. His, his, um, his language is quite colorful. But, um, you know, I love him. And he now is, um, he shut that one down. He's got a new one called, I think it's called The Real AF, uh, as in Andy Frisella. You should check him out. But he was talking about going all in on what you're doing. And he talked about Michael Jordan in a recent episode and how uh, he was watching that Last Dance program with uh, Jordan. And which is amazing if you haven't seen it, and, and you've just got to see it. Um, and when I think about Jordan, you know, my sons and I, we, we fight all the time about uh, who's the greatest of all time, and they love LeBron, you know, and I'm sorry. I just, you know, I think LeBron is talented, but I can't, I can't support anyone that's just crying on every foul, complaining and whining to the refs like he's 11, you know, Jordan was such a consummate professional. He owned everything. You know? He didn't blame anybody else but himself. He wasn't, you know, crying to the refs and whining. You know? Um, and for that reason alone, you know, he's got my vote. But, but anyway, Frisella was saying that uh, Jordan, there was one scene where it was before a playoff game, and uh, Jordan had gotten close with some of the security uh, security folks, and they were playing some sort of game. I don't know if it was, I don't know, with with uh, coins and stuff. But Frisella noticed that Jordan was a hundred percent connected with these guys and all in with them with what he was doing because you know he respected them and he, and he loved them. And um, you know, Frisella went on to say, no matter what you're doing. You got to be all in. You got to be 100% focused on it. You can't be thinking about something else. You know, um, whatever you're doing, give it 100%. You know, close everything else down and focus just on that. Be all in was his message. And it, you know, that resonated with me quite a bit. And sometimes, you know, when we're doing work, we're, we're thinking about something else or we're thinking about, you know, maybe another account or a, a, the work you have to do, or maybe it's even outside of work with a personal issue. But, you know, this focus, this laser sharp focus is what, you know, another thing that distinguished Jordan from other players. Um, and think about that, you know, in our sales game today, right? Um, Jordan was an elite basketball player and he was all in on everything he was doing. Are we all in when we're you know, working deals or when we're on the phone or when we're, when we're demoing. But one area where we need to be all in is when we're driving down the field and it's put up or shut up time. That's when we shine. That's when we need to step to the plate. That's when we need to be convincing and persuasive. That's when we need to show 
bedrock confidence because that is the difference between getting in the end zone and settling for a field goal or getting in the end zone and fumbling it away or getting in the end zone and throwing a pick six. It's that simple. It's that close. It's that close. That's all you have to do is focus and get it done. Convince and persuade. Tell them why this is important. Remind them why they're still here talking to you. And show them the benefits. But then follow and persuade them to go forward and to achieve those benefits. Okay, cool. So thanks for the time today. Um, again, you know, happy to have you here. And, um, you know, look, the other thing is, quite honestly, and think about this too. We're coming to the end of the year, um, and you want to finish up strong, okay? And one thing I do as I get close to the end of the quarter or end of the year is I expand my hours because I know <clears throat> that it always gets close down to the wire. And as I've said to many of you before, the one thing that you can control more so than anything is effort, okay, is effort. So when the year ends, when the quarter ends, you know, if you don't do as well as you thought, at least you could look yourself in the mirror and say, I put in the time, I tried as hard as I could, I hustled, you know. So with the year coming to a close, expand those hours, start an hour earlier or two hours earlier, end an hour later or two hours later. I'm telling you the results will follow, okay? So be all in, convince and persuade, and let's crush the rest of this year. Peace.